Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Rosslyn podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality in sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey everyone, my name is Sophia and I am a Twitch streamer. I also host a podcast, Vocal Minds with Sophia. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can find podcasts and I sidecast professional wrestling. How was that, Duke? Was that good? Uh, you know, Sophia, that, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I, I'm sure you could do it a little bit more enthusiasm, but that wasn't too bad. Duke, don't be chatting shit to me. I'll come over there and kick your ass. Well, listen, okay, this is a problem here. I don't know what it is. Every time I have a guest on Duke Loves Wrestling, somehow, some way, they threaten to beat me up. So now here we go. We have Sophia all the way from England. You're threatening to kick my ass here. Are you a tough guy? Like, is this something that you do? Or do you go around beating people up normally? I only beat people up who talk shit about me. All right. Well, then I, I better watch myself because I don't want any problems here. I've, you know, I've done my research. I know that you got a whole big, massive following from all over the world. And I'm sure that between you and the rest of your crew, there's like almost 70,000 people just on Twitch alone. I don't want to have to watch my back when I'm walking around. So, Sophia, I apologize. Sophia V, I take back everything I just said. OK, so I'll give you a warning and <laughs> next time you slip up you'll know about it all right all right there it is <laughs> well listen sophia v this is pretty cool that you're um here on duke loves wrestling i mean once again you're a very popular streamer with wrestling you're also a podcaster and what have you so one of my first questions for you and i was thinking about this before we started recording what the heck is it about pro wrestling i mean what are you doing being such a big fan of pro wrestling. Well, why is that? I enjoy professional wrestling. I love the storylines. I love the athleticism. I love, I feel like sometimes uh, it's like watching Cirque du Soul, especially with high flyers, like, cause you're seeing some acrobatic moves. 
Um, so it's like it's it's entertaining. I'm not sure what it is, why it makes the liquids in my brain, the happy liquids, be like, wow, I love this, but um, I enjoy it, and I I can't explain why. I just genuinely enjoy watching it. I love I love the women in pro wrestling. I love the male characters. It's just really fun. It's really fun. And I love the community as well. I love what I, I don't know if I could watch wrestling alone. So I, I I have to be in a group of people watching it. And so we can discuss it. I love that as well. I think that's the best part of it all is just being in a group of like-minded people enjoying the same thing. It's, it's amazing. How does your family react to the fact that you're a pro wrestling fan? Because let, let's let's keep it straight here, Sophia. Here you are. You got the big hair. You got the big smile. Your big personality. You know, you 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 look like some kind of movie star, model, famous person, whatever. And yet, here you are talking about pro wrestling of all things with people from around the world, and you're becoming a very big deal. Uh, related to that. I mean, you're getting pretty famous for doing that there. So how does your family, like, is, is your mom into wrestling or is she looking at you like you're kind of crazy here? My mom is African, yeah. So she's not familiar with what wrestling is. Like, she don't know what it is. If I made her watch it, she don't understand it. She just thinks it's like boxing, you know? She can't disassociate boxing to wrestling. She don't understand it. She thinks it's funny that I do this. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks I need to get a life because, like, I do, like, you know when the Viking Raiders come on and they do that fist uh, chest bump thing and she's like, what are you doing? Like, you're not a child, you you know? And I get super excited and it really makes me happy when I watch wrestling, like, genuinely. Uh, so she thinks that I'm too old to watch wrestling. <laughs> Come on, mom. But Come on, whatever. Mama V. I mean, there's no age limit. Come on, Mama V. You got to love wrestling, too. Come on. We got to we gotta find somebody. Maybe she likes uh, some of the handsome wrestlers, like maybe maybe Roman Reigns or Finn Balor or, you know, Bobby Lashley. Maybe she, she'll have a crush on mm -hmm. them if we show her them. What do you think about that? I saw this documentary this morning um, for wrestling promotion in Congo. Uh, there is actually a wrestling promotion in Congo, and there's a Vice documentary about it. And um, it's called Voodoo Wrestling. Have you seen it? Yes, I w I've seen that documentary. It's fascinating. Yeah, so maybe she would understand that more just because she's from that neck of the woods. You know what I mean? Okay, all right. So maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need to find the latest version of Papa Shango, but over there in Congo, and maybe that will get Mama V to become right? a big wrestling fan. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking, like, imagine there was, like, a WWE in Africa. Like, that would be the sickest thing. Like, you would have, like, Nigeria, South Africa, you know, Kenya, Tanzania, like, all the countries. They could have their own, like, pro wrestlers, and there would be, like, this one big promotion in Africa. I think I think that's something that somebody needs to work on. Like, some Nigerian uh, oil tycoons need to... <laughs> to open the next African promotion because I've been researching to see if there's anything actually going on in Africa. There's a lot of uh, Roman Greco, but not like WWE. I would love to see that. Like an African promotion, killing it in Africa. That would be so sick. You know what's crazy about that too? Throughout the history of pro wrestling, there's always been wrestlers 
whose characters originate from Africa. I mean, when you talk about Uganda, the mm-hmm. first thing that a wrestling fan is going to think of is Kamala, Kamala, the Ugandan giant, right? Yeah. So imagine showing mom some mm-hmm. of those old matches between uh, Kamala and, and Hulk Hogan, like back in the in the eighties when it was like really really popular in WWF, which is WWE now. Um, yeah. But this guy was he was representing Uganda. You know, that was the thing. And and they, they were yeah. very serious about that. So I, I wonder, like you said, is it is it popular enough that there could be a version of WWE in Africa and actually keep going and expand and what have you? That would be fantastic. I would love to see that, man. Seriously. I think I think it would be. I think it's one of those things that no one has. I don't know if anyone has thought about. Cause they just they just watch the WWE, right? Cause they always have. That's all they know. And even when I lived in Africa, uh, we didn't really get weekly programming, you know. But like, I knew who Sting was, and I knew who The Rock was, and Stone Cold. Like, so they just. I, I think maybe they just, you know, they, that they've been given WWE. They never thought that it was possible to set up their own promotion, and maybe Tony Khan can inspire some young Ni- Ni- I say Nigeria because there's a lot of money in that country but you know anyone in Africa to to set up a promotion and start doing storylines and just incorporate the African culture and bring on like amazing African talent on there and women as well you know like that would be amazing I swear if I had like that kind of capital I would definitely do it and maybe one day you know well, wait a second. We, we got to book this. We got to book this now, Sophia, because now you're starting to get my wheels turning here. So so let's say let's say you had the, the money. You you become a, a oil tycoon. Mm. You know, you, you, you're as rich as anybody in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. So you, you start this wrestling promotion. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the Africa WWE, what have you. I want to know something about the one thing that is going to make your promotion successful more than anything. The food, okay? You got to have good concessions. If, you, if your food stinks, people aren't going to come to your live events. That's just a fact there. So what would be on the menu if you had your own promotion and it was in Africa? What are some of the foods that you would sell there? I would think plantain chips because it's like the equivalent to French fries in the West. So plantain chips, um, cassava chips my favorite oh my god chicken i mean we eat chicken in africa uh chicken uh i like fried fish yeah but it smells and i'm not trying to go to a arena and have it stinking like fish you know but fried fish the way the they they get it they cook it in africa is like you know like what if i was gonna die tomorrow and uh they said you could only eat one thing. It would definitely be fried tilapia. Like, it's amazing. Um, so, yeah, like easy finger food. So, like plantain chips, cassava chips, chicken. I like Tanzanian food. I like Kenyan food. But it's messy. A lot of the food you eat with your hands. You ain't got time to go to the bathroom and wash your hands. You'll miss the show, you know, because it's like, do you know what? So, we eat ugali. It's the same thing as fufu. 
do you know what fufu is? I know it was like trending in the States last year. Okay, so listen, you got to know something about me, Sophia. Not only does Duke loves wrestling, Duke loves food. So absolutely, I know fufu. I've, I've helped organize the African Festival here in Boston. So I, I have eaten more things than I can even pronounce. But fufu, yes, that is like a universal food right there. Absolutely. Yeah, I would. But then it's messy because you're eating with your hands. So imagine eating like fufu. We call it ugali. Like the lot of the food is messy and you know, so I just think like dried foods like plantain, chicken, uh cassava chips, french fries. Um I don't know. <laughs> well that's a that's a good start right I have there. To okay. Think, like probably. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. a good start. I, I would I would definitely check out that live uh, event if you have the uh, cassava and the plantains and, and some type of maybe like a chicken on a stick, so it's easier to handle without messing up your hands. Yeah, I can get with that. I can get with that. Yeah, so we're talking about Africa, but you live in England now, and you and I had a conversation offline yeah. about about and I know that you're being polite by calling them French fries, but that's not what you guys call it over there. You guys call no, fried we potatoes chips. chips okay okay so what is this all about you got to mm-hmm. tell me here chips are supposed to come in a bag they're supposed to be crunchy french fries are not chips Sophia. <laughs> what's going on here i don't know the history behind it honestly um i think only america because even in africa yeah they don't say french fries and when i think of french fries i think of like skinny you know like mcdonald's fries right that's what i think of sure. when i think of french fries so chips are like thick uh, potatoes, you know, like when you cut potatoes like fresh and and you make chips and you make chips everywhere in the world says chips. Only America tries to be different uh, and change the name to French fries. And maybe also French French and England, they have this long rivalry. So maybe England was like, hell no, I'm not going to call that French fries. We're going to call it chips. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's so interesting that um, the same food is called something totally different. So, so how do you have your chips? If, when, if you're ordering a, a, a an order of French fries, aka chips, uh, I know for me, I just want ketchup and a little bit of salt, and I'm good. How do you how do you take your chips? What's the best way for you? So, if I get chips from the chip shop, like proper chip shop chips. Salt and vinegar is mandatory. I actually like mayonnaise as well. And in the chip shop, they have like this mayonnaise. It's like really thick. It's 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 really nice. Um, instead of ketchup. Okay. Uh, so you you and I yeah. can no longer be friends, Sophia, because mayonnaise is the number one condiment <laughs> that I can't stand. I can't stand it okay so now you and i got beef just so you know do you know heinz they've got the the pink sauce which is a cross between mayonnaise and ketchup so they've mixed it because a lot of people mix it anyway so they decided to make one that's already mixed it is the worst stuff ever yes i've seen it i will never taste that oh terrible it's good it's really nice with chips (laughs) all right all right. See, so just so everybody knows, you know, Sophia has an interesting palate uh, when it comes to African food. She knows her stuff. But clearly when it comes to condiments, she's over here eating mayonnaise. She's mixing mayonnaise with ketchup. I mean, this is just strange stuff going on here. I don't I don't, I don't know what's up with uh, Sophia and her taste buds here. But <laughs> no, 
about the other thing I noticed is you like vinegar. I love vinegar. I love vinegar. I put it in everything, um, especially when I make soups and things like that. So I can I can put the the vinegar on the French fries. That, that that's cool. We can do that. But just yeah, no mayonnaise. Too. No mayonnaise though. No mayo. Talk to me about coffee because I was I was watching your stream the other night, and I noticed that you had this big container mm-hmm. of of coffee there, and I was like, oh okay, this is. This is a real coffee drinker. So so what's your favorite coffee and why? My favorite coffee is black coffee. Uh, just no milk, no sugar. Just strong black, big cup, black coffee. Um, why? So I'm actually lacto intolerant. So I can't have like dairy milk. And I don't, I like coconut milk, but I only discovered coconut milk quite recently. I think when I realized I was lacto, There wasn't so much available in the market those days, which isn't even that long ago, yeah? But, like, 10 years ago, the vegan market or the... I'm not vegetarian, I'm just lacto-intolerant. And so there wasn't really much available. There was only soya milk, yeah? And I didn't like soya milk in my coffee. It tastes like cardboard. I don't... I've never eaten cardboard, yeah? But it just tasted, like, really weird. And so... I had no alternative to to milk because I actually became lacto when I was like 19. It wasn't like I was born lacto. And so I just started to learn to drink black coffee on its own because I didn't have an alternative for milk. And there was only soya milk on the market in those days, which is <laughs> crazy because now you have like every form of like milk under the sun that isn't dairy but uh so I started drinking black coffee and I don't like sugar in my coffee I just felt like it made me too awake you know like too wired and I was like nah I don't want this uh and I don't really like sugar sugary coffee so I just drink black coffee um and yeah it does the job I love it. It's weird. A lot of people think it's weird because like old men, like old, old uh, Mediterranean men, like they drink black coffee a lot and like Turkish people, that's their culture. Um, But for like a a young woman to be drinking black coffee like that is really like very rare. That's hilarious. That's so. So no Starbucks coffee for you. You know, Starbucks they mix a lot of different milks and and sweet stuff, caramel mm. and all that stuff in the coffee. That stuff's not for you, huh? No, because I I needed to like do like I don't know. I'm addicted to coffee, right? Uh, I think I would never give up coffee. I don't want to. I I, I genuinely enjoy drinking coffee. Um, Starbucks, it's not strong enough. <laughs> They do Americano, Sure, they do Americano, yep. Which is okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had Dunkin' Donuts? No. I think they went bankrupt here. I don't know. I think they tried to open up, but, like, no one was really interested in going there because there was Krispy Kreme, right, for donuts. So no one really took to Dunkin' Donuts, and so they didn't really – have any business so I think they started closing down I have I remember that seeing one and uh and no one went in there (laughs) so everyone so everyone I guess they decided to to close down Starbucks is very popular here 
and it's a it's a culture you know like going to Starbucks is a natural culture cultural thing and people like sitting there and you know it's like they give you wi-fi and a lot of people work in Starbucks they go there to work because uh, you know it's just that it's like a it's like a second office type of place that um, is interesting but yeah Dunkin Donuts didn't manage to like leverage here that's too bad. You know, I live less than 10 minutes away from the original Dunkin' Donuts. Like, and, and it's still open, too. So it's it's crazy because around here, Dunkin' Donuts is a really, really big deal. And Starbucks is popular, but there's a Dunkin' Donuts on, like, every corner. Like, literally, there's one. I can walk out of my house and, and walk there, and, and I'll be there in less than two minutes. Like, that's how close I, ha- I am to a Dunkin' wow. Donuts. They're everywhere here. So that's crazy mm-hmm. that it, it didn't uh, catch on. I noticed that in England, because, you know, I, I, I watch TV. I'm a big mm-hmm. TV watcher. So, of course, I, I watch the reality yeah. shows, <laughs> right? Yeah. I watch the reality shows. I noticed in England that mm-hmm. hot dogs, there, there's hot dog stands are, are becoming more popular over there. huh? Yeah, they are. But I think English people, right, they like sausage rolls. Do you get sausage rolls in America? You got I don't know what a sausage roll is. What is it? Describe that for me. Okay, so it's pastry, right? Pastry is like a rectangle shape. So, so it's pastry, and inside the pastry is a sausage, and it is the number one. So, like, and I think strongly this is why uh, Dunkin' Donuts did not survive. So, in England, there's a bakery called Greg's. And I'm telling you, yeah, it is like a religion in England. Greg's Bakery, like you said that there's one in every corner for Dunkin' Donuts. Greg's Bakery is everywhere. They even released a clothing line two weeks ago because people love that bakery so much that they released, you know, like sweatsuits, like tracksuits and T-shirts with a sausage roll on it. Like it's an actual... <laughs> it's like people are mad about this bakery and they have sausage rolls. And I don't know what they put in those sausage rolls, but the whole country is like crazy about those sausage rolls. That is nuts. So I, I got to find a way to get some of that. Okay, okay. So Greg's sausage rolls. All right, that's the thing I need to get. I'm going to have to uh, pay somebody off to import that for me from England. I'm going to try some Greg sausage rolls. Okay, I'm writing this down, Sophia. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I was thinking that as well, but because you go in a bakery, if I buy it from the bakery and I send it to you it probably will go out of date you need to eat it like when you buy it do you know what I mean well what if we freeze it there's got to be a way to freeze it it's like McDonald's basically you can't freeze McDonald's can you (laughs) I mean you can but is anyone actually buying like burgers from McDonald's and freezing them for a later date so like it's the same concept where you just buy it and you need to eat it now you can't put it in the like can't put in the fridge, uh, none of that. See, now, so so basically, I got to go all it's the way like over fast there. Food. I got to go all the way over there just to get a sausage big biscuit from Greg. All hope that they have plans. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, all hope they have plans to open over there. I hope, I hope they do. They might do. You never know. They might have big plans to open in America. They might come over there and take take America by storm. Because I tell you here. It's actually unbelievable that they've even released a clothing line to go with the sausage rolls because people love it so much. It's mad. 
Hey, I believe it. I mean, you know, the, the, the Beatles were able to come and take America by storm. So were the Spice Girls. So now we can have Greg's. I mean, this, this is going to be the new thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You need Greg's. It's amazing. Uh, I'm over here, folks, talking to Sophia V. She is a podcaster, Twitch streamer, everyday fancy, famous person, and she loves Greg's sausage rolls, just so you know here. So so now that we've talked about food, we've talked about hey. Africa, we've talked about England, let's talk about wrestling. Okay, we got we got WrestleMania coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, do you do like the big party or and, mm-hmm. and, and get like all the food and stuff? I got to get my food. I got to get my yeah. beer. I got to get everything straightened out. Is that what you do at your house? Yeah, I don't drink alcohol, um, but I will eat. I don't know. I like sweets. So sweets, candy, same thing, right? My thing is that I really like sweets. I like like gummy sweets. Uh, so I'll go and get sweets and I love sweets. So I'll just eat like sweets. So so what's the best gummy candy for, for WrestleMania? What's the best gummy candy? I don't know. I like mix you know, uh what like the mixed packs. Do you get Haribo in yes. in America? Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay, so like Haribo sweets. Okay. There's a Haribo store as well. They have Haribo stores, so uh I'll go Haribo and get loads of sweets. So the the Haribo uh gummy. I like bears sour sweets and- as well. Oh, yeah. Very popular. Very popular over here as well. Everyone loves Herbal, of course. So so what do you what do you think about WrestleMania? I mean, we know that night one, uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. That's going to be the big matchup there for the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your thought on that match? Do you, do you think it makes sense to pair these two ladies up for night one and, and be the main match there? Yeah, absolutely. Especially what happened after SummerSlam last year. I think it makes so much sense. There is a story behind that. I think Becky is predominantly the biggest female at the WWE. And then giving Bianca a shot at having a match with her is massive. It just shows that, you know, a lot. even I was convinced that Bianca had been buried after that SummerSlam situation. I was very devastated. Because I love Bianca. I think she's so dope. And I was so sad to see, you know, what happened. And I was like, this is the end for Bianca. And um, slowly, she's she's back. You can see that they're really pushing her, not only in professional wrestling, but outside. They're trying to make her a household brand. And I love that. She's dope. She's, she's beautiful. She's a strong woman, like... Uh, when I look at her body, I think of China because there's not many women who are built like really muscly and can be sexy. And I just I think China was. I don't know what if you think China was sexy, but I actually do. But she was built and she had like really big muscles. And it's really hard for women to be feminine and be like super muscly. But I feel like Bianca can pull it off as well. Well, listen, I agree with you 100%. And, and of course, I mean, China was so well revered and so uh, uh, people were so attracted to her that she had one of the top selling editions of Playboy magazine in history. So for anyone who questions how sexy China is, she sold a lot of magazines, folks. So <laughs> just just think about that. OK, that, I think that puts that mm-hmm. to bed real quick there. 
Um, but but for sure, I agree with you. I, I think that Bianca Belair is like that next generation of athlete who can be muscular, feminine, um, just all the above. I, I think she has the tools to be the type of superstar that can cross over and become mega like the rock. Like she could be the, the, the female version of the rock or even bigger than him because she's such a likable person on top of everything else yeah. there. You know, do you think they're going to put the belt yeah. back on her? You think she's going to walk out of WrestleMania as a champion? I don't honestly, I, you know, that makes my belly hurt, but I swear I don't just because Becky hasn't lost a singles match in three years, three years or just under three years. But, you know, it is what it is. At least she's getting, <laughs> at least she's there. What can I say? What do you well, yeah, think? I mean, do you think she's going to get it? I think she's going to get it. I think I think to put the belt on the baby face, which is who Bianca is, I think the only way that you can get away with not putting the belt on her is if you're going to turn her heel, which is possible, right? Mm. It's possible to turn her mm. heel, but if they're going to keep her as a baby face, I think they have to put the belt on her because if not, then you're kind of burying her because you took the belts off of her in such a ridiculous yeah. way at SummerSlam. So at WrestleMania, yeah. you know, she doesn't get her revenge. That's that's pretty terrible. That's that's a pretty terrible thing to do to a superstar like her. I think she, do you know, I think she'll be better heel because the way she speaks, I love her. I think she's amazing, but I don't think she's like good on the mic. And maybe to see like her as heel would be good because then you see like maybe it would suit her better. I don't know. I'm. I have to see it to to actually compare it to how she is now. But I I don't think she's good on the mic. I actually <laughs> I think she sounds annoying. But I don't think any of the females right now in pro wrestling are good on the mic. Um, I think they're and 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 Charlotte, she's good because if you compare it to what they have right now, she's good, you know? But when, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's the lack of like substance, right? Cause I've been trying to figure it out because back in the days, everyone was so high, they could say whatever they want and they had the confidence, right? Cause when you're off your nut, you just say it, you know what I mean? But now it's not that. So it's like, is that what was driving? the great dialogue in wrestling was the substance, even with the males, right? What do you think? I think you bring up a great point because we know that in WWE, um, the communication, the, the promos are, are structured. There are writers who are driving a lot of that stuff. So you're right. If we don't have enough women and enough creative people who are writing these storylines and what have you, then how the heck can we expect the wrestlers themselves to be believable when they get on the mic and deliver the promo. So I think that's a fair call out when you're saying that the the, the promos from the women right now are, are probably their weakest part of their game. Uh, the wrestling, the quality of the wrestling has definitely jumped leaps and bounds. I mean, this is, this is some very high quality wrestling, but the promos are very weak. I, I agree with you on that. Mm, I think it's the best time in, in wrestling history for women. And I think right now, Women are better than men. That's just my personal opinion. Like when I look at all the big events, apart from Elimination Chamber, 
over the last year, as in like last year, the women to me had the best matches. If I look at WrestleMania, Sasha Banks and Bianca were the best. You know what I mean? In comparison to the the males. And that's never really happened. That's a great point. Where the women a, were better and everyone was talking about the women and no one was really concerned about the men. You know what I mean? That's everyone was point. like, wow, Bianca. You're absolutely right about that. And you know, it's funny, Charlotte and 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 Sasha and Bailey in particular, those three and some of the matches that they had with each other, and to a smaller extent, Becky Lynch, um, I think they're the ones who really raised the bar to start having, because even in NXT, they were having much better matches than the men. So it's kind of funny to, to, to fast forward mm-hmm. now. It's been about seven, eight years, and you can see it on the main roster as well, just like you said, where the women, more often than not, are having much better performances than the men and more consistent performances than the men. So that's that's a good call out as well. Um, let's go to night two for a second here. We, we know the main event is going to be title versus title. Brock Lesnar... Mm. versus Roman Reigns for both the Universal World Championship and the WWE Championship. Who do you think is going to walk out with both belts and why? I think Roman is going to walk out with both belts. Why? Because he's um, full-time, right? I don't think Brock is wanting to wrestle every week or wanting to be on TV. But having said that, he's pretty much been on TV since January, every week, you know that. Or maybe he'll miss one week. But he's been really consistent, like, this year. Um, I've seen him a lot on Raw and SmackDown. I think Roman will get it. I, I love Brock. He's my favorite wrestler right now. But I don't think he'll get it. I don't think so, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you got to keep the belts on Roman. I think Roman has to be your unquestioned uh, champion. And then from there, you can figure out where we're going with SummerSlam because there's so many options, including a potential matchup with The Rock. I still think that that match is not only possible, but should happen. The Rock should be putting over Roman Reigns to solidify Roman Reigns. You know, if if he beats The Rock at some point, now we can say Roman Reigns is definitely a Hall of Famer. There's no question about it. This is his era. No one has been bigger. And I think for Brock Lesnar, he's the perfect person to help put Roman over the way that he needs to be put over just to end any kind of discussion, any kind of question about it. Roman Reigns is the guy. So that's a that's a good call. That's a good call. Overall, do you think this is a good looking uh, WrestleMania? Are you excited about this year's WrestleMania? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm excited. I like I like Ronda Rousey, so I'm really happy to see her return to wrestling. I I knew that she was going to return because she had some time left on her contract with the WWE. I just wasn't sure when because obviously she just had a baby. Um, but I I really like her. I think she's a great addition to wrestling and. Uh, Logan Paul, I'm not a fan of. I've never watched his YouTube. I never got into the YouTube culture back when he was like, you know, the big, the biggest YouTuber or whatever. I'm not looking forward to that. However, I understand why he is in WrestleMania. And also, he's a lifelong wrestling fan. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him as a kid, but he's been into wrestling from, you know, when he was really young. So it's not like they just handpicked him and said, oh, because you're famous and you have loads of fans, <laughs> come and beat WrestleMania. He actually, he likes wrestling. 
he's he's been a huge fan for since he was younger. But as wrestling fans, we like to gatekeep the community and we only want wrestlers in wrestling and we don't want outsiders. So when outsiders come, we outrage and say, why is he here for or why is she here for? Because they're not a wrestler. But I'm not like that. I don't like him, but I understand why he's in it, you know? And when they cross over and they bring artists and movie stars and stuff like that to wrestling. Well, you know, let, let's stay on that point for a second here because I know earlier in our conversation, I, I got in a little bit of trouble where you had to threaten to, to kick my ass. And, uh, you know, Sophia, Sophia V, I, I'm, I'm afraid of you because you have muscles, you have tattoos. Um, you know, you, you, you are somebody who drinks her coffee black. <laughs> so I know that you're really tough. Um, but I have to say this. I have to point this out. You have some kind of issue with Pat McAfee. And your biggest issue with him is that you refuse to say his last name properly. So what is your beef with Pat McAfee? Why do you keep calling him something else? What's going on here? Oh, my God. What, how do I say Pat M- McAfee? I can't say McAfee, man. That's a lot of what I feel like I would have to consciously like pronounce it properly. And I don't know. It's really hard. Maybe because of my accent. Um M- McAfee. <laughs> oh my God, McAfee. God, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, yeah, this is where we get the. It, although we speak the same language, sometimes we can't say the same things. But McAfee, Pat, I think it's a great addition to wrestling. Did you watch the podcast events? I sure did. I sure. What, what sure were your thoughts did. on that? What, what was what was your thoughts on that? I think it was amazing. I really, I, I'm a huge fan of Vince anyways, right? I love everything that he's accomplished in his career. And I love the brand that he's built, right? And I understand the direction of the brand. Everyone thinks that he destroyed wrestling. And it's like, no, because the network said, we're going to act your show if you continue to have, you know, when that, Obviously, I've built a massive, huge wrestling community. And a lot of my my audience is stuck in the attitude era, in the aggression era. They don't like wrestling today because they think it's watered down. And they think it's Vince McMahon's fault that he personally has destroyed wrestling because he has something against wrestling. Like, that's what they actually are convinced, you know? And I'm like, dude, you want three-year-olds doing the DX sign saying, like, you know, suck my, suck my genitals, right? Uh, so I just, I understand the direction of the company. I like everything that, and look, women are getting their time now. So I'm not mad about that. If we go back to when the men were the superstars, yeah, that's great. But like, and there was China and there was one female. I mean, Trish, she's massive. And so is Lita. But the way that women have given, been given an equal platform now, I don't want to go back to Attitude Era where women just walked out in bikinis. Like now you get to see some fantastic wrestling by females. It's sick. Why wouldn't you want to see that, you know? Listen, Sophia, you don't know this, but Vincent Kennedy McMahon is a close personal friend of the Duke. Okay. He, he may not know this either, but that, trust me, that's a story that I tell the world. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, that's my good friend. Um, so what if he, what if Vincent Kennedy McMahon, okay, Mr. McMahon, what if he reaches out to you, Sophie, 
What if he says, Sophia V, listen, pal, I want you to host a new show for me. Because I know that this is a thing for you. You you travel everywhere around the world except the United States. I don't know what your problem is with us. Maybe it's because of Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you know, I don't know what, what the deal. Or maybe it's because you don't want you don't like Pat McAfee, and that's why you say his name incorrectly. But what if Vincent Kennedy McMahon invites you to host a show for the WWE? Would you finally come to the United States if that happened? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Do you know what? Like, so both of the chicks that they've got currently, Kayla Braxton and another girl, I don't know her name, but she's got hair like me. Like, she's mixed race. What's her name? Do you know who I'm talking about? What show is she on? Yeah, so they've got two girls who are mixed race. Um, I don't, she kind of ventures from like NXT to like the main, main roster. She's got curly hair like me. I don't know what her name is. She's mixed race or she's oh, like Hispanic. Oh, right? she's kind of newer. She's newer. Yeah. But I yeah, see a theme new, like they I, like mixed race girls on the TV show. So I'm mixed race. I could fit in there. Most of the, the like you Kayla's mixed, the other girls mixed. You know what I mean? So they're obviously they've got a like a theme going on. They like mixed race girls there. So this could be a thing. You you're talking about Samantha Irvin. Yeah. Samantha. So she yeah, she has big curly hair like you. She's mixed race, just like you and Kayla. So this is the thing. So they're going to bring in Sophia. So you would actually come to the United States if if Vincent Kennedy McMahon offers you your own show in WWE. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you heard it there first, folks. So so Vince, I know you listen to the show. Um, reach out to Sophia, and and let's see. You know, we can we can get some uh, some fufu. And we can we can get some uh, cassava chips, <laughs> you know, the whole nine yards there. Maybe Sophia would be able to convince you to create a WWE Africa. You never know. But just do me a favor. Make sure there's no mayonnaise right? for the French fries. OK, I just don't I don't need any of that. That's right. <laughs> Why don't you let everybody know the best way to check out your Twitch channel, your podcast, find you online, plug away. What's the best way to keep up with Sophia V? So you can find my Twitch channel. Uh, it is www.twitch.tv slash Sophia with a P-H-S-O-P-H-I-A. And you can find my podcast, which is not wrestling related, um, uh, on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can find podcasts. It's called Vocal Minds with Sophia. And uh, a lot of people say to me, why didn't you do a wrestling podcast, right? Because I think if I did a wrestling podcast, I wouldn't enjoy wrestling anymore. Like, I like to watch it as a fan. You know what I mean? And so when I, I look at these wrestling podcasts, not you, but a lot of them, they're very angry at wrestling. And I get it. But then I, it takes away the the fan aspect. And, like, for me, it's like I love watching it. It makes me happy. And if I now get into uh looking at it from an analysis point of view i don't think i'd like it as much as i do and so like it's my passion project like, i got a serious podcast about world issues and current events and spiritual leaders and paranormal activity you can find it i've had some amazing guests on my podcast you know, you get to learn about these people and check them out too. So please check out my podcast. It's currently at 242 on the iTunes charts. I'm trying to get into the 200s. So if you can give it a listen, it would mean so much to me. 
Well, and I, and I just want to point out something, folks. Uh, Sophia has already threatened to kick my ass, and now she's calling me nothing but an angry podcaster. So you see what happens here? She came on my show and just completely... <laughs> She just buried me, folks. So, it, and I'm not going to say anything back because, like I said, she got tattoos, she has big muscles, and she has a huge following, especially on Twitch. I don't want any problems. So, I'm just going to say, yes, Sophia, you're absolutely right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sophia V, thank you for, for joining the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. I will definitely be checking out your Twitch. Uh, I'm going to continue to cause trouble over there and get everybody stirred up. So again, I encourage everybody Friday nights on Twitch, Sophia TV, Sophia V TV. You got to check it out. It is a good time. Mm. Sophia, thank you very much. Once again, I appreciate it. Thank you for asking me to come on here, man. I love your podcast and I love everything that you're doing. And thank you so much for everything that you've done for me. And uh, I can't wait to bring you on my Twitch channel and we'll do the panel that we're planning so we can next time announce it to, to everyone that we're planning a wrestling panel. And um, it's going to be really fun. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.